Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Welcome to episode 135 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and tonight Ruth and Leah will be your hosts. Bethany will be back next week. Um, so first, I am Leah, and I am the host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you listen to this podcast at all, you know who I am because I have been here many times, <laughs> as Bethany has been on my podcast many times. And we also have Ruth. Hey, Ruth. Hi, it's Ruth, spoiler queen official. Um, I am filling in to help out Beth. Um, so we are here to take care of you guys this week. Yes. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm very excited about this. It was weird when Bethany was like, Hey, would you guys host an episode for me? I was like, Oh, I'm going to play Bethany this week. We're going to play Bethany. Like this will be fun. Weird. I I was, I was kind of like, I was like, Oh no, who's going to tell me that that's a spoiler, that we can't say that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's hoping I can, I can do that and we're good and we don't throw in any spoilers (laughs) (laughs) or we'll just have an, or she'll just insert her voice saying, no, that's a spoiler. And then she'll take it out. (laughs) There you go. That sounds good. All right. Let's see. Okay. So some Lunar Chronicles news, in case you guys haven't heard, there is a super, super special edition of Cinder coming out to celebrate um, the anniversary of it. It is really pretty. Um, I totally ordered mine, pre-ordered mine already. Are you going to get it, Ruth? I'm going to be getting it, but I think I'm probably going to have to wait until after it releases just um, because, you know, I did buy one more book than I was supposed to at North Texas Teen Book Festival. So (laughs) I'll save a little bit of money. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere. I mean, it's not like I already have six books on pre-order. I mean, I mean, I mean that. And then also it's not like I have, you know, two other copies of Cinder already or anything like that. So yeah, <laughs> I, I debated because I was like, well, cause the, the cover of it is the one that's like the newer covers, not the original covers um, on, yeah. the paper, on the paperbacks. And I already have like that version with those covers. And I was like, do I get it? But then I was like, yeah, it's a special edition. I think they're putting it like in a um, case too. Like it looks really cool. And so I was like, I'm just going to buy it. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hardback and the, and the mm. new covers are paperbacks. So like, I mean, it works out. Yeah. <laughs> so also some other exciting news is we are getting a Lunar Chronicles TV show, which I think is going to be really fun. I am super excited, but also like, I mean, I think we're all going to be super hesitant until like mm-hmm. it actually releases and, or, or we start to get like, like snippets from Marissa and more information because of course, you know, we all, all, all want to make sure nothing happens and that everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, well, we're not going to be like a, 
Sarah J Moss or anything like that, where, you know, we, we attack people. No, that's not what this fandom is about. No, definitely not. My concern was that it's, um, it's an animated TV show. And so, I mean, I love animated things and I think that that it, it could be really good for this, but it also just kind of makes me nervous because I'm like animated TV show. I don't know. Like I want to see it. I guess it's just personal preference. Cause I really would love to see it like, you know, done by real actors, but I'm sure the animated will be fun too. So we'll see. I think it'll all depend on the style of animation that they use, because if, if it gets, if it's too like live action cartoony, that they try to do with the animation, then I'm probably going to hate it. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if, if they get the right people to do the animation and they get the right style, then I think that it will, at least for most of us, it will be a good compromise where it's uh, obviously nothing is ever going to top what we have in our brains, but right. like, it's also, it'll, it'll be like good enough that, will be happy about it. Yeah. Hopefully. I think I mean it's just exciting to be getting a TV show from this series at all. I mean, so that's that's going to be really fun. Yeah, especially considering that there is um there's been so much talk about it in, you know, ever since Cinder came out and ever since everything has happened, she's gone through, you know, it's been what pulled like four or five different times mm-hmm. to like slated it's changed it's changed production companies' hands so you know it's like oh is it gonna happen oh is it gonna happen so <laughs> you to finally have that, something yeah even just thinking that oh it, it's going to be a tv show that's more information i think than we've ever had yeah um, so yeah that's that's just exciting in and of itself for sure all right what are you currently reading right now so, um, as, as always, I'm in a book slump. So, Aww. but I just, I just unboxed my February fairy loot Ooh. and like, like literally like an hour ago and the daughter of the moon goddess looks so amazing. Um, if anybody starts to see the fan art and the, uh, the unboxings for the February box. It is literally amazing. The, the sprayed edges on it are like this really pretty, like dark sky blue. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it has like stent, like the stenciling that's on the main side is beautiful. It's, I, it's going to be really pretty and it's looks really, really good. So fairy loot has, yeah, Fairy Loot has the prettiest books ever. Their editions are always amazing. Yeah, I mean, and even just uh, wh- which one was the one? Uh, oh, uh, Six Crimson Crimson Cranes. Yes, the the their edition of that looks really pretty. They just um, I just got my email about um when they come out with the second book in the duology for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, ooh, that's gonna be so pretty, just because <laughs> it'll like pair well with the uh with six cr- crimson cranes mm-hmm. i don't know why that's so hard to say six <laughs> crimson cranes but it is it's okay <laughs> it's a tongue twister <laughs> it is <laughs> so i am reading 
The King Will Kill You, which is the final book um, in The Princess Will Save. It, the first book is The Princess Will Save You. Um, oh, okay. And it's by Sarah Henning. This is the third book in the series. It actually doesn't come out for a few months yet. So I have an arc and I am reading that. And I'm really excited about that. I just finished Gallant by V.E. Schwab. I had an arc of that and it is so good. Like amazing gothic thriller, dark YA book. And it was really good. Like creepy, all the creepy vibes. And I loved it. It was fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. She was, she was definitely the most popular artist, uh, author. I keep wanting to say artist. Well, authors are artists I in mean, their own way. Yes. But you know, <laughs> that's, that's for some reason, the word that's coming to my brain when I try to say authors, it's um, fun. at, at North Texas teen book festival. So that was, that was really cool to see her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very she's, fun. Yeah, that I I know that ever, there's a lot of hype around um, her new one. Okay, so you say gallant. I read it and said gallant. Yeah, so. I don't know which way it's pronounced. I'm gonna ask her though when I talk to her on Thursday because yeah. yes, friends, I am interviewing her for my <laughs> podcast and I am super excited. Yeah, I'm gonna ask her on Thursday because I don't know. I've heard it both ways too, and I have no idea which way to pronounce it. So. Right. But I'll there's two out. L's. So part of me is like, I think you're right where it's gallant, but then who knows? who knows? Yep. Who knows? I mean, it's she's got other books that are defiant and deviant. So like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll find out soon. <laughs> All right. So this week we have two pieces of fan art to look at. They are from Cosmic Nova Flare for our Fan Art Friday. Um, both of these are gorgeous. We have one piece that is featuring winter and then one that is featuring scarlet. Um, so let's talk about the one that's winter first. I love it because winter, she just looks like so delicate and beautiful and queenly. She's got this floral crown that she's placing on her head. She's got these really pretty, like delicate looking bracelets. And I love to the, um, the floral like arm cuff that she has on too. Yeah. That, cause it, it almost feels like it's, uh, like it's like metal that has mm-hmm. like flowers on it, but it also gives off, like, it could be like fresh flowers on her arm kind of a thing. And yeah. I feel like winter would wear both. So, and the, the, yeah, I, she would, she totally would. Well, and because her dress in this picture too, um, has like that little part that the gold part that comes up on the top. And that looks like it's metallic. The, the, the fan art itself is very like, it's, it looks like it's lit from the background. Like it looks like it's dark. The background is dark, but it's also has like an aura of light around it. Yeah. How to describe that. You guys just have to look at this picture, <laughs> um, but it's really, but yeah. Pretty. It looks like she's, it, it looks like she's almost like dancing or something like that. The way that she's placing the crown on her. Yeah. It just, it, it makes it her feel even more elegant and like delicate than she already mm-hmm. is. She it's she feels angelic almost with the with the way the light looks like it's hitting her from behind. Yeah, and then the way that she's like putting the crown on her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very pretty. And then our other one is Scarlet and her classic red hoodie. It's a profile view of her, except so her body of, is profile and she's holding that 
tomato and then, but her head is facing the um, camera, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like she's kind of like looking over her shoulder. Yes, Um, thank you. That was much better. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's just like classic Scarlet, you know, and just kind of captures who she is. I'm glad you said tomato because for some reason I was looking at this and I was like, why is Scarlet holding an apple? Like, what does that have to do with Scarlet? And that's what I thought at first too. But then I was like, no, an apple doesn't make sense. It's a tomato. It has to be a tomato. I mean, nothing else works there. Right. So, right. And then, and then, well, and then I looked closer and I was like, oh, of course it looks like a tomato. It's a tomato. It's her thing. So. Well, both pieces are fantastic. Thank you again, Cosmic Nova Flare for allowing us to share these because they are beautiful. Yes. All right. So last week, Patreon members voted on chapter titles. The winter chapter 29 title is Nobody, No Crime by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Of course, a Taylor Swift song won. What? Yeah, right. Actually, I think think that was my selection for the for that chapter. So nice. uh, um, Yeah. So woo, I win. Very good. (laughs) And then winter chapter 30 title is we are young by dude. How do you say that? Do you just say like three? Oh yeah. It's three. three three. Okay. It just looks funny to me because it's written three. (laughs) Oh, exclamation point three. I guess I've just never seen it written out before. (laughs) I guess, I guess that's fair. I mean, Especially when you're like, oh yeah, it's 303. And then you would write it like 303. That's what I would think. But, you know, and right now everybody listening is like, Leah, what is the matter with you? Anyway, it's (laughs) fine. Really? It's not like you're like showing your age or anything like that. It's fine. What? No, (laughs) not at all. Okay. Moving on from Leah's (laughs) age discussion. Right. (laughs) All right. So this week, uh, we are just covering one chapter. We are covering chapter 31, but it's a really good chapter because we get two different things that happen. Like we get a winter scarlet section, but then we also have a section um, with Lavana. So it's kind of split in half. So last week, we left off with Scarlet and Winter escaping the palace and finding a pod ship to head to the outer sectors. So this chapter is in Winter's point of view. And um, we hear... Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Bethany, you have to edit this. I was trying to interpret her note for a second. I was like, here and... (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I think um, it's supposed to be her and uh, her and Scarlet are on their way out. Of I think Luna. I think so too. That would that would make sense. Yes, but you so, know we're, we're giving Bethany grace because she typed these up and she was awesome mm-hmm. to even do that. So. Yes, thank you, Bethany. Um, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> yes, we do. Winter and Scarlet are on their way out of Luna. All right. So they are, they're leaving Luna. Um, they have left Justin behind and Scarlet is very nervous and impatient right now with what's going on. Um, what's funny is that like winter, winter is like, she's, she's upset because they're leave, you know, she had to leave just in behind. And then she's like trying to make sure that they're okay. And says that, um, the, 
if anyone was looking for them, they might think that Scarlett was kidnapping her. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> she, I mean, so I was like, yeah, Scarlett's like, or Winter's like, yeah, well, you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny. Cause it's, you know, the, um, she's like, no, actually I'm saving you because I save people. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, dangerous like that. Not just saving her, saving her from her psychotic stepmother. So that makes all the difference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lavana. So, yeah, (laughs) let me tell you, if I had that woman as my stepmother, I would be finding any way I could to escape that situation. (laughs) I can't imagine. Yeah. Actually, on some level, I think I can, but also let's not go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Winter asks if they're going to Earth, and then Scarlet's like, no, because Jacin said that the ship wouldn't make it that far. So they're going to sector RM9. And then of course, Scarlet, I mean, Winter is, you know, always thinking about Jacin, and she's like, brave Jacin, brave Jacin, always protecting her. And but she feels like she's abandoned him but I feel like she didn't she didn't abandon him she had to escape and he's helping them hopefully right well and I don't think that it helps that winter right now is hallucinating and like she's she's not doing well and then on top of that you know as we saw in the last two chapters like just Jason just killed Ryu like now uh, winter is hallucinating and she's covered in like she's already covered in Ryu's blood mm-hmm. and then on top of that she's hallucinating that she's seeing blood so like she's just not really in a great place right now <laughs> right not at all um what's kind of funny though is that when well okay so Scarlet says that they're gonna go to find Wolf's family because he's in that sector or his family's in that sector. And so, um, you know, they're going to go there to find him, his family and see if they can offer them sanctuary. And winter winter's like, she just starts singing and she's like, the earth is full tonight and the wolves all howl. Oh, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, it's, it's funny because, um, my original quote that I had picked was literally the the part that's right after that, where she's like, "We need an ally, someone we can trust. Maybe we can persuade Wolf's parents to shelter us, hide us until we come up with a better plan." Mm-hmm. And in the name of all stars, what is taking so long? <laughs> <laughs> and then Winter looks at her and goes, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Would you?" focus we need to find some place where we can hide from the queen I just I love the humor that Marissa just puts in there you know just these little things here and there and it just you know makes the scene even when something might seem hopeless she just makes it seem a little bit lighter and it just makes it that much funner more funner I said funner no more fun (laughs) (laughs) hey this is a podcast and we can say whatever we want okay Mm -hmm. So So, not whatever we want. Let me take that back. (laughs) True. So Bethany had this thought that she put on here. Okay. So they're going to Wolf's family to hope that they can find sanctuary there. Right. And Bethany is like, 
I would love to see the alternate reality of Scarlet arriving at Wolf's parents' home with Winter covered in blood and trying to explain that she's Wolf's alpha and they should shelter her and the princess. Like if Scarlet was the one covered in blood and all right. this stuff, like, hey, I'm your son's alpha. Can you keep us safe? It's fine that I'm covered in blood. Don't worry. It's fine. Right. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine Wolf's parents would be like, oh, would accept her very easily at that point. Right. Yeah. Or even just be like, um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. With son and wolf and who? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> there would be a lot of questions if that <laughs> if that were to happen. Definitely. <laughs> So Winter is worried that Lavana is going to find them. You know, she says she'll find us anywhere we go. We're not going to be safe. And um, she doesn't want to risk getting anybody else hurt. She doesn't want to put anybody in danger. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of a thing that she's constantly wondering about. And then on the other side, though, Scarlett is like, Ah, whatever, we'll be fine. (laughs) You know, I mean, she does, she does mention, um, the, that RM9 sector is said to be dangerous because of the regular sickness and lots of people have died, but Scarlett's like, Hey, hey, well, that sounds like the, exactly like the sort of place that Lavana wouldn't look for you. So it's perfect. Right. But, and I love this. I love this note that Bethany put in here mm-hmm. um just because it's literally one it's it's like one sentence and um that she's talking about and so in the book it says Scarlet popped one of her sweatshirts drawstrings into her mouth and not on the plastic end and I think um <laughs> isn't it before that where you know she's playing with the yeah she's mm-hmm. playing on the page before she uh Scarlet is playing with the drawstrings of her hoodie mm-hmm. and like she's literally been wearing this hoodie the entire time she's been on Luna and like she was tortured in this hoodie it's dirty it's gross she's dirty she's gross mm-hmm. and then she pops the drawstring in her mouth like <laughs> and I'm sure it's just like a it's just like a comfort like she's always done this with mm-hmm. her um uh with her drawstrings for her um, whatchamacallit for her, her sweatshirt, but like, yes, it's disgusting. So Bethany's note says Scarlet's hoodie is so filthy. We've established this several times in the text. So it really grosses me out, which she puts the drawstring in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but sometimes it's like one of those things that you just kind of do without even realize that you're doing it too. Yeah. You know, it's so. probably just like a nervous habit. It's like one of those things where like, you know, like some people just like play with the ties and they just sit there and like pull them back and forth. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So let's see. So the doors open. All right. And they, we, they see that they're in like a cavern. Okay. And so they're ready to go. And, um, Scarlet or Winter says, Jacin saved us both. And Scarlet's like, huh, whatever. <laughs> she makes us like, <laughs> it says, Scarlet harumphed and guided the ship forward, falling in line with the others. Like as if she's like, 
Yeah. Okay. Just then saved us. Like I'm not saving us right now. He's not right. the one flying this thing. I am. I'm saving us. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. Cause then and too, like, just like pfft, he could have like given us more information. Like mm-hmm. we could have not been just wandering around the castle trying to figure out where we're going and we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, remind me to thank him someday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, Winter's like, oh, but then Lavana's going to kill him. Okay. Winter, like, I love this book and I love Winter, but she definitely, and I know that she's going through stuff and she starts hallucinating here, but she definitely kind of get has her moments where you're like okay winter just shut up about it already it's fine he'll be fine because <laughs> she's constantly like he's gonna die Lavana's gonna kill him I miss him I can't believe I abandoned him and it's just like okay I love you winter but can you can you not and sometimes I feel like there's moments where Scarlet kind of feels that way too in well, this yeah, chapter I mean I mean it, it one it definitely does not help that uh, winter is currently hallucinating. Yes. But like, also like winter, can you please stop being a Debbie Downer and <laughs> just like be grateful that you, for, at least for now, you're both alive. Jason's alive and Lavana is not going to find you or get you like you're good. Yeah. And she, so right now she's, what she's hallucinating is blood, that there is blood everywhere. It says there's dried blood beneath her fingernails, smearing her dress, drenching her slippers, and the blood stains begin to seep through the fabric and spreading. So she's just kind of seeing blood go everywhere. And then she hears Jacin's voice in, you know, in the back of her head saying, it's not real princess. It's not real. Um, so then Scar- Scarlet tries to like comfort Winter after Winter says that Lavana will kill him. And she says, I'm sure he stayed behind for a reason. He must have a plan. Like, there's got to be a reason for this, right? Like- right, exactly. Or like even just like the, um, because I know Scarlet is still very confused about like how he got the information and like, the the note the message that popped up on the screen when they were leaving that's Mm -hmm. like be careful and it's basically like I mean we know it's from Cress because you know we already knew that that was the plan but like it like Scarlet has no idea that it's Cress and so she's like what what the heck like (laughs) what is going on yeah Um, because she's never because you know she was kidnapped before Cress was so she doesn't know that like they rescued Cress and right um and you know because all of that was going on while she was being tortured on Luna yeah so yeah she doesn't know that Cress has even helped her really or that Jason probably wouldn't have necessarily been capable of doing all of that by himself. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> but she's just kind of a mess right now with her hallucination and poor winter starts sobbing. And then Scarlet tries to like, she tries to reassure her, but, and you know, they, they leave, they get out of the hold. So they start flying. Um, and then Scarlet's, you know, trying to help 
reassure Winter, but she kind of does it in a rough way because she says, I know you're worried, but look, we're out of that star forsaken city. We're alive and free. So stop moping. Like, yeah. And we're just like, but I love him. And then, I mean, Scarlet, Scarlet does say she's sorry, you know, she, cause she says that wasn't fair. I know you like him. And then Winter's like, but I love him. Um, and here's where we get some, a really funny little quote here because <laughs> she says, I love him like I love my own platelet manufacturing plant. And Scarlett's like, what? What are you talking about? Platelet manufacturing plant. Who talks like that? (laughs) Right. I think, I think that's one of my favorite parts about winter is that like, she's so down to earth and like, even just for being a princess, like she doesn't act like a princess, Mm -hmm. even though she was raised as a princess, but then also like, she's just so weird and quirky Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, that's totally something that Prince like that that Winter would do, but like it's just like and and I don't know have, have you you've read the or listened to the audiobooks, right? Uh I no. I've actually just read read these ones. I haven't listened to okay. the audiobooks for these. Okay. So when Rebecca Solaire does Winter's voice, mm-hmm. it's like this really like sweetly high pitched and just like, like very innocent sounding voice. And so like, whenever, like I hear her say these weird quirky things in the text, it's like, I hear it in Rebecca Solaire's voice where she's like, like Rebecca would be like, Oh, well, it's my playbook manufacturing plant. I don't know. <laughs> my heart like and so it's just like this really like quirky like and so like I think Mm -hmm. that just like gives even more like quirkiness in life like to winter that she is she's just like so down to earth and weird Mm -hmm. that it doesn't it almost doesn't make sense that she's a princess yeah and that that type of voice is perfect too because if you watch Disney's Snow White, the movie, Snow White's voice is like that. It's this very high pitched and frilly and lighthearted thing, you know? So that makes it like, yeah, perfect. Like optimistic and nothing Mm -hmm. can go wrong and happy go lucky. And it's just with, with like that, that weird twist of like that, you know, winter does hallucinate. So like sometimes she does get really dark, but then like (laughs) most of the time she's super upbeat and super like, oh my God, can you please just stop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's almost the reason why I just like, I love Scarlett and her relationship so much mm-hmm. because Scarlett is like, oh my God, what is wrong with this girl? Like, she's <laughs> so weird and crazy. Like wh- why? But yeah. then you can tell that like, you know, Scarlett also just like almost like she's like glad yeah, just joyous and optimistic about whatever it's, you know, I think yeah. it's kind of kept Scarlet grounded in the fact that she's been kept in a cage for three weeks and all of this stuff. So, yeah, let's not forget about poor Scarlet's trauma that she just endured <laughs> being in a cage right? for three yeah. weeks. I, so yeah. So winter explains my heart. I love him with all of my heart, Scarlett. <laughs> like I can just see this conversation. There's such a good contrast to each other. Um, so then, you know, and then Winter says that 
Jason is always protecting her and always taking care of her, but her hallucination at this point is like getting even worse. And she's, you know, holding the fabric of her dress and it looks like the blood is soaked everything through and everything is red. And, um, you know, so winter, I mean, not winter, Scarlet realizes that, um, she's hallucinating and she asks Scarlet, you know, oh gosh, I'm going to keep doing this the whole episode. <laughs> I keep getting their <laughs> names mixed up. I keep saying it backwards. Uh, Scar- I almost just called Scarlet Cress. So, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Scarlet asks Winter why she doesn't use her glamour, um, you know, and she's, you know, says, why, why doesn't, why let it drive you crazy like this? And so winter tries to explain to her that it's, you know, a really cruel grift. Oh my gosh. It's a really cruel gift (laughs) in that um, it's never something that's harmless and that it always ends up causing harm in some way. And so she doesn't, she doesn't want to do that. So um, she, she tells her about the girl who she tried to save by using her glamour on her, but then it didn't end up working because the girl ended up dying and killing herself anyway. And she doesn't want that kind of thing to continue happen. So she decided not to use her gift anymore. So, and I mean, yeah. I can't blame her. Well, and, and I love, I love where Scarlett asks, she's like, well, why can't you just do something harmless? Right. Like, you know, make your hair orange or something like, it's that's harmless. Like that's right. not inflicting any harm on anyone. And she's like, but it's never harmless. Like, even mm-hmm. if you just do that, it's never harmless. There's, it's never, there's never no victim involved. Right. And, and I think that's an interesting way of looking at it because like, if you, if you were to just like explain the gift to someone, then like without any of that other context, they'd be like, yeah, that's an awesome gift. Like I can basically like make myself be anything I want, but like on another level, like think about like all the insecurities that that gives into in your own body, in your own head, like at least in our day and age, you know, with like eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all of Mm -hmm. these things, it's like, that's just perpetuating all of that and making it and, and that's not treating the problem. It's just hiding it. And right. like, I mean, think about what Lavana has spent her entire life doing, changing mm-hmm. her appearance because of her scars yep. that, you know, have, you know, whether, where maybe if she had at a young age been told and encouraged to, um, you know, not have her self covering that up, that, she would, um, um, that maybe she wouldn't be so bitter and cruel, like, and cruel because of the things that she wanted, um, to that, like, because of the way that people treated her, like she Mm -hmm. would be more okay with herself. And I mean, she could still probably be the villain. Even if all of that (laughs) stuff were, I mean, I I don't think that she would ever not be the villain, Right. but I mean, if that, if the gift wasn't something that was there, 
I think it would be a completely different type of villain. Right. I love, I love what Scar, nope, see, I did it again. I love what Winter (laughs) says to Scarlet when she's trying to explain it. She says, my stepmother is not only powerful because the people fear her. She's powerful because she can make them love her when she needs them to. We think that if we choose to do only good, then we are only good. We can make people happy. We can offer tranquility or contentment or love, and that must be good. We do not see the falsehood becoming its own brand of cruelty. And I just love that because it's so true. Like you're still, you know, Lavana is convincing people to love her, but she's like, that's, that's not okay. You know? Yeah. It's manipulation. Mm -hmm. So even though she's using her gift, you know, winter saying, even if I tried to do something small, I'm still manipulating someone in some way. And that's, what's not okay too. So yes. Um, so then I love, they have this little heart, heart chat (laughs) and then, so winter. Okay. By this time, her, her hallucination becomes so bad that she ends up feeling like she's suffocating because she feels like her harness is tightening against her more and more and more. Um, and she, she hears Justin's voice again in her head saying, stay with me, princess. Um, she's, she's just feeling like all the air is coming out of her lungs. And so Scarlet finally kind of realized what's happening and she takes winter's harness off of her. And, um, you know, she gives her a hug, which is really sweet to kind of, to try and help her. And Winter says, the harness tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Scarlet's like, the harness didn't do anything. It's your brain. That's the problem. But, but she still takes the harness off and gives her a hug. And, um, and then, Winter hears Jacin's voice one more time saying, stay with me, princess, stay with me. And so that's the end of that section with Winter and Scarlet. And then we transition to spend some time with Lavana. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. We're the hosts of Fictional Hangover Podcast. Fictional Hangover is a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on fictionalhangover.com. Remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Now, back to the episode. Oh, all right. So now we're back with our evil queen here. (laughs) Um, She is getting a report that there are minor glitches in the surveillance system or Yes, in the surveillance system, um, failures that have been power failures are occurring throughout the palace, but she's like she's hearing it, but she's still really distracted that Cinder hasn't been found. So she's listening to this guard who's talking to her. But meanwhile, she's standing at the window and she's thinking about the fact that Cinder hasn't been found yet. You know, they're trying to get prepared for the wedding. She's really mad. She can't even look at Kai. (laughs) Um, And now winter is being a problem. And so, you know, she's just thinking about and hoping that Jacin succeeded in killing winter and that she doesn't have to worry about her anymore. So she's, you know, she just wants winter out of the way. She wants Cinder caught. And then she kind of spirals into this, like, 
okay, well, what if Jacin didn't kill her? Then what's going to happen? So um, she's kind of impatient and thinking all of this stuff. And then um, she ends up telling the the thaumaturge, I cannot say that word, (laughs) the thaumaturge, she tells him that um, because fixing, like he tells her that fixing the glitches would take time away from looking for Cinder, that they can ignore it. She says the cyborg is our top priority. I just love, um, I actually like just us talking about like Lavana and her um, and all of her issues just now. (laughs) It just cracks me up that then literally like two pages later, it, when we're in Lavana's POV, Lavana, it like, that paragraph or that couple of sentences that Marissa puts in here is literally basically like that would be the answer to all of Lavana's problems she's like Mm -hmm. I just want the princess gone she wished that like letting go of the resentment that had plagued her for so long her life was beginning anew like she's like I just want this brand new life I don't want winter in my life Mm -hmm. like like all of these things could be fixed if people just did what they were supposed to do and if I just like you know killed winter when I killed cinder or when I thought I killed cinder yeah you know like like you know two birds with one stone and you know it's just it's just so funny to think that like but like that wouldn't have changed anything right she but she's like all I want to do is get married and rule the world. Is that so much to ask? All these stupid people keep getting in my way. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, she's like, I just want world destruction. (laughs) That will make my life better. Oh, oh, Lavana. That's not how it works. (laughs) There's always some sort of problem or conflict. (laughs) Right. I can never just be about ruling the world right there's (laughs) always more to it than that (laughs) yeah all right so so the thaumaturge leaves and then um jacin comes in and he is covered in blood so here's a question though okay so he he comes in and he's covered in blood um Lavana looks and sees that his hands are covered in blood. There's a stain on the knee of his pants that's dried, but you know, she can tell that it's blood. And so, you know, she wants to, she wants to know what happened. Here's, so here's a question. Bethany was posing a question. Do we think he didn't clean himself up as proof for Lavana? I totally think that. I mean, why else would he, I mean, the, having the blood, like if he's going to come and say, Hey, I killed her like having blood is kind of as good amount of proof, especially since he then tells her that um, he got rid of the body. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think, I think it would have been really hard for her to believe him mm -hmm. had one. He then told her as, as you know, we're about to read that um, he disposed of her body because Mm -hmm. then obviously like Lavana is mad that he destroyed the body but if he had destroyed the body and then gone and washed up and was nice and clean, she would have been like, why should I believe you? Exactly. 
And, and so, because I think that's, I think he definitely did that on purpose because then at least like he had something behind to hide behind. Well, look, like I obviously killed her. I'm covered in blood. Like there's right. no way I didn't kill her. Um, and so, I mean, especially since really the gift doesn't give her the ability to read minds, you know, right. She, I mean, she could convince him to, mm-hmm um tell her the truth if you know it really came to that but uh, um i think that i think that does make him more believable in his lie definitely it was a good choice on his part to keep the blood on him so he tells her that it's done and she kind of gets this like little bit of a smile on her face and she turns away from him to hide it you know and she's like i know that it couldn't have been easy for you um and she can tell that, you know, Justin is angry and he's kind of distraught about it because he had feelings for her. But then she says, what did you do with the body? And he tells her that he took it to the menagerie's incinerator where they incinerate, you know, all of the deceased animals. And um, so he's, so she's not happy about that. Um because she didn't want the body to destroy, to be destroyed because she, she says, you know, the people have to see proof of proof of her death. If she's no longer to be a threat to the throne and just sends like, she wasn't ever a threat to your throne, you know? Um, and he says that he didn't want to leave her there to be picked apart by scavengers. So, um, then he tells her too, that he disposed of Scarlet in order to cover up what happened. So he's, he's saying, you know, I didn't want any witnesses to this. He disposed of it to, so he disposed of Scarlet to cover that up. And then also the wolf. Well, no. Well, so Bit, she sorry. Says he, yeah, he says that he killed Ryu, the white wolf right. first to cover the blood. And, and he left Ryu's body behind to add, as the explanation for why there was so much blood. Right. Um, and, and that, that kind so that, you know, it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Um, right. And then, and then, and kills then you know, Scarlet after so that there weren't any witnesses because she was down right. there in the cages. Yeah. But Lavana's fine with that. She's like, oh, you did me a favor. It's fine. <laughs> I don't really right. care. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and it, but it, but it's it, it's funny to me because it's almost like she for, she totally had forgotten about Scarlet because she's like, mm-hmm. wait, who, what, what, <laughs> right. what, what witness, what girl? Then she's like, oh, her, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and she's like, oh, psh, she should have been dead weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells him that he did a good job, you know, and she says, you've exceeded my expectations. And she kind of gives him like, she puts her hand on his cheek and it says a muscle twitched beneath her palm. And she tried to ignore the glower searing into her. His anger was expected, but he would soon realize it was for the best. So I just love how it's like, she puts her hand there and like, just there's just sends like, just, yeah, you know, don't touch me. Yeah. And I'm really mad at you. And she can feel it, you know, through her hand when she does that. Um, but then Justin tells her that 
he wants to resign from the Royal Guard and be reassigned to the sector where his father was sent years ago because he said the palace holds too many memories for him. But um, Lavana refuses to do that. And she says, you've proven yourself to be loyal and trustworthy, traits that I would be remiss to lose. So she wants to keep him there because, you know, he's proven that he can do these things for her. So she's like, but you can take the rest of the day off. As if that's compensation. Yeah. Oh, bereavement? You want bereavement after (laughs) I made you kill the love of your life and also your best friend? No. Why Um, on earth would I do that? (laughs) And I love, I love this. Like, I'm, I'm also very confused. Oh, Okay, so that's where I just I just turned back a page because I was very confused. Um, uh, because Bethany does in here that says all the while Jericho is there watching, mm-hmm. so it won't be a secret that Jason killed Winter because right. Jericho is there and will now know that he's respe- responsible for Winter's death. Right, and I'm like, wait, Jericho was there, and then and then like mm-hmm. I had to flip back and I was like, well, but at least like. I, my my answer before like I looked at that was gonna be well well we know that Jericho is loyal to the queen like right. 100% he would you know he he's already you know thrown himself I mean well Lavana threw him in front of a bullet for her but like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that if she if she wasn't controlling him then mm-hmm. he would still be like you know following her every order Right. Um, and then, and then I just looked back and I was like, wait, where is Jared? Like he's there. Yeah, and then he's and totally then, there. And then I read the paragraph. So it's on page 273 and it's Jericho and Amory. Yeah. It's both of them. So and I was like, like, wait, Amory was there too. Smug, yeah. smart, smarty pants. Amory hasn't mm-hmm. said a word for this whole conversation. That is not like Amory. <laughs> right. But and, I mean, but it's funny because I think he's probably like, uh, if, if Justin is lying, <laughs> I don't want to be in the middle of this. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm sure it's very much self-preservation that Amory, uh, is not saying a word, you know, he's yeah. like, I'm just going to let the two of them hash this out. We're going to see where it goes. Because again, Lavana does get really mad because, because Justin burned the body he had the body destroyed in the incinerator yeah. so you know I wouldn't want to be there under her wrath either and say anything I just want to scooch into the corner and hide myself frankly yeah so and can- yeah and so that is very um kind of telling they're like okay well I either way we would definitely um, follow Lavana, so we're not going to tell anybody. Like we're loyal to the queen, um, but also I'm not going to question what she's doing at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how Miranda just puts these tiny little quick sentences in here to show us how each character is feeling, like. She has this one um, quick thing when 
Jacinth, or excuse me, Lavana says to Jacinth, you know, is there anything else? And he says, yes. And it just says, she raised an eyebrow. Just those four words say so much about Lavana. Like, she's like, what on earth could this be? And then when Lavana replies and says, you know, after he asks to be uh, reassigned because he says the palace has too many memories and she says it's denied. It just says his nostrils flared. Like it's just, again, just in those three words, you get a great picture in your mind of how angry he is and exactly what he's feeling in that moment. And all it took was three words or four words. Yeah. And like, and how subtle, like a note, a nostril flare is Mm -hmm. like, that is such a subtle movement that right. like if you weren't fully paying like paying attention like you wouldn't even notice that his nostrils had flared mm-hmm. um i also love the way that like marissa describes things i mean she is queen so like of course but um but just like so right above that before she um the descriptors that she has in there before she asks is there anything else it says She dropped her hand and floated back to the windows. Beyond the curved dome, she could see the barren landscape of Luna, white craters and cliffs against a black sky. Like, just Mm -hmm. like that, like, makes you almost feel like you're in the room Mm -hmm. and and just, like, seeing this landscape. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it makes it even more pretty. Like, and of course, you know, that's going to make it even harder when they do when the TV show comes out, cause it's like, <laughs> no, that's not how Luna looks or <laughs> I know, that, I that, know that, that, that imagine that is not what I imagined it. And that's not how Marissa described it. <laughs> that is what's really hard about any time a TV adaptation or a movie is made from a book or a book series that you love so much because you have created, you know, through the author, because they've done such a fantastic job of creating these worlds and you, that you create in your mind, these pictures of what they look like. And then it's like, Oh, is that show going to live up to my expectations? You know, is that what it's going to look like? Are these characters going to look how I want them to look? You know? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the good thing is about animation is that I think they can probably get the character. Like you can do whatever you want with animation. They can make them look however they want. So, so, you know, probably going off of all the art that's out there. And even like the book covers from the paperbacks, the, the newer ones, you know, they'd be able to really create these characters, how Marissa has written them and created them. Whereas if you have a live action, you know, you have to get as close as you possibly can with the actors, you know, which, and a lot of times it's great, but sometimes you watch something and you look at the actor and you're like, that is totally not how I pictured them. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be great though. Yeah. And nobody will agree, you know, like every fan cast for live action will always be different and nobody will ever agree Mm -hmm. because everybody always has a specific vision in their head and it will never like, you know, stand up to what every individual person has. Exactly. So yeah, that's, you know, that's the one thing. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of like excited about, yeah, I'm kind of like give or take, oh, it doesn't matter as long as we get an adaptation, but also 
now that we know that at least it's going to be a TV show, they'll be able to do more with it either way. Right. I agree. I think it'll be good. Time will tell. (laughs) All right. So that's the end of the chapter. That's where we leave things. So let's go over our chapter titles. All right. Why don't you tell everybody what yours is? So mine is um, based off of my quote, um, which funny enough, of course, we chose the same quote Mm -hmm. um, because we were on the same wavelength Yep. Uh, when we picked everything. <laughs> um, so, and of course I just closed my book. So now I've got to find my quote again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is winter swallowed. I love him. Like I love my own plate, like man- manufacturing plant. You're on what? I don't know. My heart. I think my body, I love him. Every part of him. It is such a great quote. And that was my quote as well. We picked the same one. Bethany picked a different quote though. Bethany's quote uh, is, Bethany's quote says, for who am I to presume what is good for others? And that's when Winter is talking about why she doesn't use her gift anymore. And that's, it's great. I mean, right. Who are we to presume what is good for other people? (laughs) That's a really good quote. So, and of course I just realized that like, uh, you asked me what my chapter title was, and then I gave you what my quote was. I'm it's really okay. good at that. Um, <laughs> so definitely I'll just have to like flip these two. Um, or so put our chapter titles before. Um, you do know, you want me to start we'll over? Just the same and everybody will laugh at how, how silly we sound. Um, or I could start it over. Do you want to start that part over? Nah. Okay. Um, Sorry, Bethany. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I'm imagining her having a laugh right now or going, I'm going to kill you too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if either way, at least, uh, at least, at least we gave her a giggle. Yes. Um, true. And so, so All my, right. my actual chapter title yes. um, was uh, your heart is a muscle by Carly Rae Jepsen. Nice. I like that. Um, which I just loved. I, I was like, I was like, cause I always like to, I don't know how you do yours, but I always typically like to find something that kind of like is in the same like wavelength as my quote or, okay. or like, the first thing that kind of like pops into my brain. Um, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it like has at least something to do with either my quote or how I view the chapter. And I just, I like made that connection. I was like, what is something that like I can find that basically describes my quote in like a song title. And I was like, that's perfect. That is perfect for that one. (laughs) So mine, I did, it's funny because I'm looking at my chapter title and I'm looking at Bethany's. I feel like, I feel like mine describes the first section of the chapter between Scarlet and Winter and Bethany's describes the second section with Lavana. So for mine, I picked Leaving on a Jet Plane, which is by John Denver. And I just thought it was really appropriate because they're on this pod and they're leaving and she's leaving her love behind and doesn't know when she's going to see him again. And then Bethany picked head above water by Avril Lavigne, which I think is really appropriate for the Lavana section because that's what it feels like. Lavana is just trying to um, keep her head above water and take care of all these things and make sure that 
you know, Cinder gets found and make sure that Winter gets disposed of and that she can have a wedding and all of these kinds of things. Although, and now that I'm saying this, it, it applies for Winter too, because Winter is struggling with her hallucinations and, you know, leaving Jacin behind and trying to kind of keep her head above the water as well. So yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, uh, Bethany's song really, uh, kind of encompasses, uh, almost all of the different characters that we see in the, in the chapter, because you could say like Scarlet is doing that, you know, winter with her hallucinations and just trying to like, be okay is doing that Lavana with everything that she's dealing with with cinder and winter and the wedding and all of that and then same with jason where um you know he's just trying to like make sure that Lavana does not see through him and like think that like he was dishonest or that he didn't mm-hmm. take care of uh winter or you know kill her or do whatever like he's just kind of, everybody's just kind of trying to keep their head above water. Yep. That's good. All right. So, uh, Patreon members, you now get to, you'll get to vote and decide which of those chapter titles is your favorite. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about some Easter eggs and all that fun stuff here. So Bethany's egg hunt, one Easter egg, three hair, <laughs> zero tomatoes, zero gloves, zero captains, two illusions, zero mirrors or reflections, and zero scars. So not a ton in this chapter, but that's all right. Okay, so next time we're going to cover winter chapter 32, and Bethany will be back for that episode. Although I don't know about you, Ruth, but I've had a lot of fun being able to step in and help Bethany out today. I know it's it's weird her not being here, but Mm -hmm. also it's definitely going to be like an interesting one-off episode that's like stuck between a chunk of Bethany episodes and (laughs) like, yeah, it'll just be very interesting. (laughs) Bethany episodes, the Ruth and Leah show, Bethany episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It'll be fun. (laughs) All right. Um, So Ruth, if people would like to follow you on social media, where could they find you? Well, Leah, I am at uh, spoiler alert. Queen is technically my bookstagram. I am not super active on that right now. So that's not the place to find me, but you can follow me at baby ruthless 90 on Instagram. And obviously you'll be seeing me here again in the future. because That's what I do. Sounds good. (laughs) And for me, if you guys want to check out my podcast, it is YA Book Chat. And you can find me at YA Book Chat on both Instagram and Facebook. I am more active on Instagram, uh, but you can find me at both of those places. All right. And of course, be sure to follow Prince Kai Fan Pod on Instagram and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And if you would like a chance to be a guest on an episode with Bethany um, and a chance to have other fun perks as well, I would um, be sure to go ahead and check out the Patreon page for Prince Kai Fan Pod. All right. And we will see you next week. 
Don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. <laughs> the passages read for you today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer. Today's episode was hosted by Leah from YA Book Chat Podcast and spoiler queen Ruth Redmond. Still produced by me, Bethany Finger, and I will be back next week for another episode. The intro-outro music was performed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Bye.